Let's pray. That's why we're here, Lord, just to worship, to praise you, to adore you, to magnify your incredible, holy, and precious name, to be amazed by your glory and your grace and your compassion and your goodness, your forgiveness and your kindness. Father, we are here to worship, adore, and praise. And we ask that you would be here. Be here to mold us and shape us. Be here to refashion our lives in, into the image of your Son. Be here to set our lives on a path and a purpose that will be that life that brings you honor and glory and praise. That there will never be a moment when we're not mindful of how great you are, how good you are, and how forgiving you are. Father, we come to you today, and we honor you, we praise you, and we glorify you. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If you go ahead and have a seat this morning, as uh, called by name, takes a seat. Well, we're still in uh, summer, and that means we're still uh, uh, doing our passionate summer, uh, looking at the Psalms, passionate Psalms. And remember, we've been about uh, looking at Psalms that come from real people, uh, real Psalms uh, who have real passion. Been a great journey so far, I think, and uh, uh, we've got uh, this Sunday and then uh, next Sunday as well. And uh, next Sunday will be our last one, and we'll be doing Psalm 23 uh, next Sunday. So just a heads up for you on that one. But today we do Psalm uh, 146, and Psalm 146 is uh, an interesting psalm. It's a passionate psalm, obviously, um, but it comes at the end of the collection of the psalms, <clears throat> and yet it is the beginning of the end of that collection, the beginning of a series of five psalms that do incredible praise. That, that there's five psalms at the end of this collection of psalms, right? If you go into the book and you get to the end, you get to 146 and onward, and those psalms are just incredible psalms that just praise God. And you can see it right away in Psalm 146 because the first verse just starts out with that kind of straightforward, right in your face, right at us word that just says, hey, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. Now, now, what's interesting about the psalms is that, that these five psalms are the psalms that are used in daily worship in the morning in, in, in the synagogues. And so there's a lesson here that it, the psalmist wants us to get and, and a practice that maybe you, you need to think about for your life. Because what these psalms do is, is they start out from a position of an attitude of praise. And in the synagogues... This is part of the morning prayer sequence. And so every day in the synagogues, they start out with one of these psalms, these, these uh, psalms of praise, and, and, and maybe there's an incredible lesson for us today. That, that as we start thinking about this psalm, and we start thinking about the, the passion involved in this psalm, what would it be like for our lives if, if we would put ourselves in the same position and attitude of passion that would just start out like this? I mean, think about how you rolled out of bed on Friday. When you rolled out of bed on Friday, 
What were the, the first thoughts that came across your mind? Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Why? Well, the, some were akin to that, and because of that is probably, I can't believe everything I have to do today. I can't believe how long this week has been. Right? Now, let me ask you this. How different would your day be, how different would your Friday be, if you really did start out saying, thank God. I mean, not that it's Friday. But if you just started out with this, if you just started out in a position and a passion of praise. If you just rolled out of bed in the morning and said, man, God, you are awesome. I mean, if you just took a few minutes in the morning and all you did was put yourself in that position and that attitude of praise. Let me ask you this. I mean, hopefully the answer is, is the right one on this one. But, I mean, like you come to worship here at Christ Church and, and uh, you know, when you go home, do you feel better? I hope the answer is yes, right? I mean, I don't scold you too often, do I? Right? I mean, I mean, hopefully you go home and you're feeling better and you're feeling a lot more up about life and, and what life can become for you, right? But, but why is that? Well, I think part of the answer to that is because you've put yourself in a position of praise. What we just did. We put ourselves in a position of praise. We started out by saying, God, you know, I'm here and it's not about me. It's all about you. And you are awesome, God. You just had a passion, and you put yourself in an attitude and a position of praise. That's what the psalmist is doing. The, the psalmist is inviting us to investigate in our lives the difference it could make to us if we just put ourselves in this passion and in this position. And, and we just look at life in a whole different perspective and look at life and say, wait a minute, I'm going to live my life in an attitude and a position of praise. That's what the psalmist does. If you look at the next verse, he, he, he makes this passionate choice to live that kind of life. And, and I highlighted for you the, the words there so you can't miss them. He says in verse 2, I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do you see the first I wills? I mean, you kind of hear him, right? Kind of like, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. <laughs> right? I'm going to do this. I will. You see, he's making a passionate choice. He's making a passionate choice. He's saying, listen, I, am, I understand. I am going to do this. This is the position that I need to be in my life. And you notice what he starts with is like that first verse, I'm going to praise the Lord in the present. Right? I'm just, I'm just going to praise the Lord right now where I am. I'm going to praise the Lord. But then he moves on and says, but I'm going to take that position and that, that attitude of passionate praise, and I'm going to carry that into every piece of my life. He says, I will praise the Lord all my life. I will praise the Lord in all the circumstances of my life. I, I will praise the Lord regardless of, of whether it's an up day or a down day. I'm going to praise the Lord regardless of what the circumstance of the moment is going to be. I'm going to praise the Lord with all my life. I'm going to sing His praise for as long as I live. I'm going to put myself in an attitude and 
position of praise regardless of the circumstance, and I'm not going to go back on it. I'm not going to go back on it. It's parallel to what we see in the book of Job in the first chapter. And you know the story of Job. And you see the position Job puts himself in, right? He puts himself in a position of praise. He says, we bring nothing at birth. We take nothing with us at death. The Lord alone gives. The Lord alone takes. What? Praise the name of the Lord. What do you just tell us? Irregardless of the circumstances, whether, whether life is going great or whether you're in the deepest of difficulties, the answer is being in a position of praise. Being in a position of praise. You know, if you watch sports, you, you always see, um, you know, the athlete with something really great happens in their life. Something really great happens in their life. You know, they hit the home run and they go around the bases. And before they cross home plate, what do they do? You know what I'd like to see someday? I'd like to see the guy, after he strikes out, walk back to the dugout going, Hey, I mean, that's where it counts. I mean, hit the home run. Yes, oh, awesome, right. Praise the Lord. It's great when you're up. But what about when you strike out? What about when life isn't so up? Can you still put yourself in a position and a passion of praise? That's what the psalmist says. He says, listen, I'm going to praise the Lord all my life. I'm going to praise the Lord as long as I live, regardless of the circumstance. The Lord gives, the Lord takes. It doesn't matter what happens in my life. What matters is I'm going to stay in the right position. I'm going to stay in a passionate position that praises God when things are great and when things are tough. And I've seen that happen. We've got people in this church who have been in that position. I mean, they've had some really tough stuff happen in their life, some real heartache. And yet they gathered in this room in the midst of the heartache and they said, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's passion. That's passion. Passion that says, I'm going to just praise. Now, how can we do that? Well, we can do that because we keep our focus in the right place. And the, and the psalmist challenges us now to say, hey, now look at how you're living your every day. You're temporary. Look at how you're living your temporary, your everyday, and, and, and who you're elevating and, and who you are lifting up, right? He says, don't put your trust in human leaders. Don't trust in people. They can't save you. When they die, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans are bound to fail. Now, that's an interesting statement during an election year, isn't it? Right? Yeah, no matter where you are on that one. I mean... I mean, he's kind of coming at us and saying, wait, you know, people are temporary. Leaders are temporary. The the people you lift up, temporary. Give you an example, one that's kind of a pet peeve of mine, and and this is not a thus saith the Lord deal, okay? This is just, you know, kind of me, okay? Glimpse into who I am and what, what I'm about. But, you know, it always amazes me who we lift up and listen to in our culture. You know, for instance, in this political season, it, it always amazes me that in a political season, we lift up and we listen to movie stars about foreign affairs and the economy. 
I mean, I mean, think about that, people. Do you want to listen to the guy who has a PhD as an economist or, or the guy who just made a gazillion dollars in his last movie? Do, do, do you want to listen to, to the guy who's an expert in foreign affairs or the guy who just did a movie somewhere around the world? And, and yet what happens in our culture? Who's on TV? You see what I mean? We, we have this tendency about us to get in the temporary. And, and when we're in the temporary, we start lifting up that which is temporary, that, that which is not grounded and solid and firm. We have this tendency to elevate people who don't necessarily deserve being elevated. And we give them the opportunity to influence and sway our lives. The psalmist says, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Don't put your trust in human leaders. Don't trust people. They can't save you. When they die, they return to the ground. On that very day, their great ideas, their great thoughts, their great plans, their great comments on the world, they fail. You see, he's challenging us to say, wait a minute, where are you putting the passion and the emphasis in your life? Are you putting it in people who are just temporary? Or are you putting yourself in a position of passion and praise to the one who is eternal? If you look at it, he says in verse 5 that, that the call for us is to have this passionate dependence. And the key is... We can have this passionate dependence to the one who is eternal even when we don't measure up. Now, it's hidden here in this verse, but it's right there. Let me, let me show it to you. He said, blessed, another word for us would be happy, right? Another translation. Happy, blessed are those who depend, get their focus not on the temporary but on the eternal. We'll see that also in a minute. Depend on the God of Jacob for help. All right, so who are we supposed to depend on? The God of Jacob, whoa, wait a minute. Did you just hear that? The God of Jacob? You guys remember Jacob, right? I mean, really, the God of Jacob? I mean, Jacob was the guy, remember, Jacob was the guy that stole his, his brother's birthright. Jacob is the guy that, that, that sold and bought his brother's birthright for a bowl of food. Jacob is the guy that snuck into his father when Isaac was dying and couldn't see very well and put, put uh, hide on his, on his arms so they were hairy like his brothers. And he stole his brother's firstborn birthright. Jacob? Jacob is the guy that after he got married, he started messing around with the sheep flock there and managing the sheep flock of his father-in-law Laban so that Jacob got the best sheep on his side of the herd. He, he started doing this managing of the sheep to his total advantage at the expense of his father-in-law Laban. That was Jacob. And yet the psalmist says to us, listen, you can depend on the God of Jacob. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
That means that, that you and I this morning can sit in the room even though we are Jacob. Even though we've had that same experience in our life where we have, we have not measured up, where, where we have failed in being faithful in what God wants us to be and do, even though we've had those times in our life when we have drastically wandered away from God and put huge distance and, and huge failure between us and God. And, and the psalmist says, you know, it's the God of Jacob. Jacob? If you're a Jacob this morning, <laughs> welcome to the club. If you're a Jacob this morning, the psalmist says you can put yourself in the position of passionate praise. Not because of who you are or who you aren't, but who God is. It's about who God is. It's about who God is. He says, blessed are those who depend on the God of Jacob for help. Why? Blessed are those who put their trust and their hope in the Lord, their God. You see, the focus isn't on you, Jacob. The focus is on God. We, we can put ourselves in that position of passionate praise and focus on who God is because of who God is. And the psalmist wants to make sure we get that. He wants to make sure we understand how incredible, praiseworthy, and awesome God is. And so he goes through a whole series of, uh, of statements identifying how incredible God is. If you look at them all, I got them all highlighted a little bit there when they're talking about God. It's he, 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 Lord, 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 okay? So it starts out just saying, look, you, you, you can be passionate and praise God. Put yourself in this position because of who God is. Because he is the maker of heaven and earth and the ocean. And, and he made everything in them. And their Lord remains faithful forever. Jacob, you may not. But he does. All you got to do is look at the ocean. Look at the incredible content of the ocean to see how awesome and magnifying and just incredible and great God is. And he doesn't stop there. He goes through a whole series. He says, he stands up for those who are beaten down. He gives food to the hungry people. The Lord sets the prisoner free. The Lord gives sight to those who are blind. The Lord lifts up those who feel helpless. The Lord loves those who don't know what is right. The Lord watches over the outsiders who live in our land. He takes care of children whose fathers have died. He also takes good care of widows. But he causes evil people to fail in everything they do. How awesome is God? The psalmist says, Jacob, Jacob, it's not about who you've been. It's not about who you are. It's about the opportunity you have right now. To put yourself in a position of passionate praise because of who God is and because of what God does. It's about who God is and because of what God does. And when you put yourself in this position of passionate praise, when you put yourself in that position, then God is and then God does. Then God is, and then God does. And while all the other stuff can be temporary, and all the other voices that, that are trying to get you to listen, and all the other voices that are trying to influence you, all of those temporary voices, when you're in a position of passion and praise, what God is, what God does, never ends. What God is, what God does, never ceases. He says, 
the Lord rules forever. He does. Forever. The God of Zion will rule for all time to come. He is. He does. Jacob? Jacob? I mean, you're on that list we went through of everything he does. I know you are, right? You're you're on that list somewhere of everything that he does because we're all Jacobs. And, And the psalmist says, listen, think about who God is. Remind yourself every morning, whether you're in an up situation or a down situation, whether things are going great or things are going difficult, it doesn't matter your circumstance. Just remember to praise because of who God is and because of what God does. And it's not about you and it's not about how good you are, how bad you are, how near you are, how far you are. It's about who God is and what God does. So just let him be God. Who he is. And what he does, because he'll do it forever. There'll never be a time. You'll never take a breath. You'll never have a heartbeat when God isn't ready to rule and do. Because that's who he is, and that's what he does. And when you put yourself in that position of praise, you remind yourself... And you let God do it. So the psalmist would end at the same place he begins. Listen. Just just praise the Lord. Just just praise the Lord. I mean, I don't mean you gotta get up tomorrow morning and dance around the bedroom, okay? But when you get up, whether it's Monday or Friday, thank God. Thank God. For just who God is and what God does. And that's not temporary. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for who you are. We, we can't measure it, Lord. We, we can't grasp the, the incredible nature of your love for us, of your compassion for us, of just who you are, God. We just we want to praise you. We, we, we just want to thank you and, and be in awe of your greatness. Father, we come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, and, and we see in him your, your immeasurable love and, and your desire to, to be in our lives and to forgive us and to renew us. And Lord, there's lots of times in our life when we're Jacob. There's lots of times in our life when we we just get it wrong. And yet we come to you today and we admit it. And and we ask, forgive us, Father. Forgive us. Not not because we deserve it, but because of who you are. And because it's what you do. And we just want to praise you and thank you and adore you for your goodness. So, Lord, we, we just put ourselves in this moment in that simple position of praising you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.